come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get aesthetic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Vini, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt... And I am Kimbra. And you know what's interesting? In that intro that we made so long ago, there is a there is a shark. We were so excited to see that shark. Little did we know. I mean, anyway, we'll we'll get to that. I mean, you probably know from the title. We're gonna be talking sharks today. Not like our shark episode. We're gonna be talking about shark excursions and such. But before we get into that. You got anything you want to talk about? I mean, about? I have the normal. You want me to talk about that now? Or you want um, me to wait for that one? You're talking about the group cruise? Yeah. Hold off on that. Okay. Pump the brakes there, sister. All right, all right, all right. Because uh, I want to say a couple of things. First of all, thank you guys if you're joining us live. We are doing this on Saturday, kind of like we did the last podcast. Uh, we're just experimenting with some different days, and we've had some scheduling conflicts and stuff that have arisen so we don't know when we're going to, we're probably going to switch it around when we do it. If you, if you do enjoy live with us, which we enjoy having you guys live so we can see your comments and hanging out before and after and all that jazz. But just so you know, next weekend, there's some sort of thing happening on really on Friday and Saturday that a lot of people care about. So we're not going to be doing a podcast. So if you and and then for those of you that do celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, uh, happy, happy that, and uh, we will we will be exchanging some gifts next Saturday. Are we? Oh well, so yeah, we have stockings. Oh, that's true. Okay, we do have stockings. So um, yeah, I wanted to say that. So just so you know, in case we forget to like make an announcement, Merry you know, Holidays. Most people, most people are not going to be watching the podcast on Christmas Eve or Christmas, no. unless they don't celebrate those things. And I think most of our listeners probably do. I know we do have some other uh, celebrations and stuff in our audience. So, and you know, that's cool too. But uh, speaking of celebrating, I wanted to celebrate that our listener Todd. He sent us some cool stuff. He did. And it was almost tragic because it almost like disappeared. Yeah. So we knew Todd was sending this stuff and it, and it's, it, and if you listen after the credits, we will, you'll know why this was so important to us that we, that we really were extra, extra excited about this. Um, but, but regardless, we were excited to get this package and it said delivered and he sent us the thing saying delivered. We had the track said delivered. We got home. It was not there. There was no package. We were like, we get stuff all the time. Nobody's ever stolen anything, but it is the holidays. Who knows? The package showed up like several hours later. It was weird. Like I took Reno out and then it was at the door. And I I felt bad afterwards because like I emailed Todd and I was like, we were so excited, but I don't know where the package is. <laughs> it's Can you like describe it? Because it's not here. We thought maybe they got put on a neighbor's yeah. door or something. But you know, we, you don't we're going to go up to a neighbor's door and start looking at packages because that does not look good. 
Okay, don't do that. Yeah, and and Todd was like, well, that sucks, but I can send more. <laughs> and then like a couple hours later, I was like, just kidding, it's here. Yeah, we don't know either. Either the mailman put it in our trash can, which was outside, and shut the lid, which I don't know why you would do that, but maybe he thought that was a smart thing to do. Or it went to a neighbor and the neighbor brought it over. Or the mailman realized that he had forgotten it, which I doubt because I know our mailman. I know who he is. Uh, and brought it back because he was like, oh, I forgot to deliver this one. I don't see that being I, the yeah, case. Yeah, I really doubt that. Our mailman's not my favorite person. But anyway, um, we got it. And that's what's important. So what did we get, Kimbra? We got 3D printed things. And I don't even know where to start because there's a lot. You, thank you so much, Todd. This is so cool. What do you want to start with? You want to start with... This is appropriate. Yeah, let's start with that one. So uh, one of the cool things that you can do with a 3D printer is you can print these like articulated things. It prints this way. And so we got, he, he made us this little shark. Cover your face. Come there we go. He made us. There you go. We're good. He made us a shark, <laughs> which is so cool. It's so cool. It just prints like that here. I'm going to hand that to you. Okay. He made us another shark too. So that was like the generic shark. So we'll just call it the Caribbean reef shark. Oh, okay. Uh, and then space is a little less Caribbean reef okay. sharky, right. but that's okay. And then my favorite species of shark, the hammerhead shark right here. Look at that. Isn't that cool? How cool is that? Very cool. So appreciated, but that's not all. Okay. Not didn't end there. <laughs> Are you going to jump into that one? Did you know? No, go ahead. Now? You've okay. already pulled it up. It's too late now. Uh, little, little octopus keychain here. Very cool. I asked Todd, I'm like, how do you get the little keychain things in there? And he's like, I just heat the metal and shove it in the skull. You know what he said? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that sounds terrible. Unless you know what you're talk what you're I, talking I about. I love that description. I'm going to, um, let's see. Let's show. You let's do that this one? one. This this one's cool. Very appropriate. Uh, it's a duck, but it's a scuba duck. And it's shiny. It's very satiny. It's very very satiny. Yes, Meg. Todd needs to open a store because wait till you see some of the other things we're going to show you that he created. But I'm going to let you do this one because this is your favorite. This is my favorite. You want me to do this one now? Are you want to wait? No, this is fine. Is there? Well, I mean, we could do this one and then your favorite and then the last ones. It's I already brought half of it up. If you are listening to this in the in the future that are you know on the podcast and you're curious, just just go over to YouTube and and watch this little bit. Um, oh, you're doing that? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. This is a really long snake. What I, I gotta go this way? My body doesn't. <laughs> It's so cool. It looks like I'm bowing to that down to the snake. <laughs> All hail the snake. Yes, you must listen now to I'm me. To I am in charge. Detection oh, from oh, oh, oh. Messing up the focus. So that's cool. She's been like wearing it around her neck and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like it. I was going to take it to work, but I had to leave it here until, until we showed it off. And now I can take it to work next week. <laughs> and then this, which um, I don't know if this is supposed to be a squid or a cuttlefish. It kind of looks cuttlefishy to me, but it could be a squid too. It depends on which species. Kind of looks like a Caribbean reef squid a little bit too. So it could be that. 
but this is this is really cool and also that kind of satiny color this is so cool it's it's even got a little hole for the beak i mean there's not i should put a little beak in there or something yeah it's pretty awesome but look meg said you should open a shop todd and and this is the thing um you should because for the cruising community I think you could sell these. I know you're giving them away because you're a very generous person. Uh, but look at this. I'll see if I can. Towel animal keychain. And it's like textured and. It looks, it's, yes. It looks like a towel animal. He's got the elephant. And then this one's the bear. Oops, let me get it lined up there so you can see it. That's like we're all hail the bear, tall animal. <laughs> if you're listening in, it's because we're ducking our heads so we can get the focus right, so it doesn't see our faces on Where's the, the bag. Camera. Can I put these all back? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Todd. Seriously, thank you. So cool. They're so cool. Thoroughly appreciated. And uh, more on that after after the credits roll. So, um, okay. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. We wanted to definitely hit on that thing you wanted to talk about. Okay. I can do that. Let's talk about the group cruise. We're not as fancy as like down under cruisers and spikers and those guys. No, we, we don't have like a video. We don't have a video. We have a picture. We just have a picture. But you get to listen to us talk. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the fantastic group cruise is March 12th, 2023. We want you on our cruise. I just pointed at the camera and then realized that nobody can see it, but that's okay. Um, Carnival Pride out of Tampa to Grand Cayman, Roatan, Belize, Cozumel, fantastic travel at gmail.com. I'm going to throw out there for Mallory and Andrew. I do know that you emailed me and I am working on it. I have been slacking. I am so sorry. All right. But I don't always slack, so email me. Todd made 50 towel animals to give away on his next cruise. Wow. How long did that take? Do right? you do more than one at a time? It doesn't matter. It, it, it's going to take a long time for each one. For Yeah, you know. but it's – oh, I guess for that it's yeah. not height like the resin yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. So but still, I mean, if he can do more than small. one at a time, then he doesn't have to like – take one off and then get ready for the next one. He could just like set it up and have like 10 going at once. Anyway, I don't this know. Is, this is not a, uh, this is not a 3d printing podcast. So, uh, <laughs> although it might become one, I don't know. Um, I should take this picture off. Larry's asking if any of those ports would have a, uh, swim with the sharks. I, I don't think there are any intended swim with the shark ports on that itinerary. Um, Theoretically, you could do the whale shark swim in Cozumel. However, that is seasonal, and I think that's out of season. I want to say that ends in like late summer. That so, sounds right. Now, is it possible that you could see a shark? Yes. And there might be some like nurse shark swims or something yeah. in some of those. That's definitely a possibility. I haven't looked for those, uh, but definitely some good underwater sites. So, yes. Uh, now, what next? Um, is there something that I'm forgetting? No, no I'm just. Oh, okay. <laughs> you made it sound like I'm there just, was some. I'm just, uh, you know, like trying not to 
do all the talking like I always do. Um, so instead, I'm just going to put you on the spot. No, that's cool. I didn't have anything <laughs> else besides the actual topic. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the actual topic. All right. Shall we? So what is the topic of the day? The topic is Bimini. Bimini. And mostly what we did in Bimini, not just Bimini in general. Although I will say, Virgin was supposed to be the first cruise line going to Bimini. None of the other cruise lines had ever even given Bimini a second glance. And then the pandemic happened. And all of a sudden, several cruise lines go to Bimini, which is quite intriguing to me that what why they never went before. I know that some people in Bimini didn't didn't want the cruise lines to go there, but um, they're going there now. So uh, I was really excited to go to Bimini because I knew that Bimini was like this big shark place, but I didn't know like how, shaped like a shark. No, like there's lots of sharks there, but I didn't know how that would translate to going there on a cruise like does that mean you're going to see any of these sharks is that you know what does that really mean because bimini if you look at it on the map it's a tiny island very close to miami i think it's like it's like 75 miles away or something from miami i, I think, think. That, i think it was 49 49 56 it's, it's pretty close it's pretty close if you were driving a car you could get there in like an hour but on in a boat you you can't do that it takes longer on a boat unless you have a really fast boat but you probably don't. I don't. So, are you looking it up? She's, she she's, looking, she's Googling this right now. Anyway, this so this was really exciting for me to go to Bimini. And, uh, and it turned out that it was, it was worth the excitement because Bimini is a really, really cool port. How do I do distance? How do you measure? Why don't we ask somebody out there to, to find it? Find somebody find us the distance between Bimini. Oh, so that I can actually focus on so the that podcast. You can, yeah, so that you can do the podcast. <laughs> anyway, we get to Bimini. Of course, Virgin is the only cruise line that has their own like private beach area there. Because they were actually planning to go to Bimini, unlike the other cruise lines who were just like, I guess we're going to Bimini now because we can't go to these places. So uh when you get off the ship for, for Virgin. I don't know exactly how this works for the other cruise lines. When you get off the ship for Virgin, they have trams that are waiting very close to the ship. It's it's a very short walk to the tram. Yeah. Right? So you get on the tram. They're free trams. And um, and they'll take you to a few different stops. The only stops we saw were they you have to go over like a long bridge to get to like the actual island, which you can walk over, but it's a lot quicker to take the tram and it stops like right there because there's a lot of excursions meet right there some of them meet though in the right off the ship and then it'll go to the, take a left and it'll go down to the um what is it called the bimini beach club yeah it, is that what they call mm -hmm. it so it'll which is virgin's private beach club thing i think it somebody said that it goes some other places too but um but I don't know because we didn't we didn't do that. We just got on there and we rode to the beach club because since we were gonna, we were supposed to go scuba diving in Bimini, and I had an ear infection or, and I, like earlier in the week, like really before the cruise, so I had medicine for it and everything. But we got up to like the day before. You heard me talk about this if you listened to my rant about Virgin <laughs> a couple podcasts ago. And, and I didn't think I was going to be able to clear my ears. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to go out on a two-tank dive and then not be able to dive. So we canceled 
the dive. And so we're like, well, we're just going to go to the Bimini Beach Club and snorkel because it's Bimini, it's the beach. We'll snorkel. We can stay there all day. Well, we got to the Bimini Beach Club. And it, what, are you, what were your impressions of the beach club itself? It was great. If we were going to Bimini to not be in the water, it not like pool water, but like just to not be like in the wildlife water. Nice um, swimming pools. Yes, very, very nice, nice pools, pools. Big, beautiful pools. beach. Um, the beach was gorgeous. It's a beautiful, nicely done place. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, hurts the feet a little bit to walk on their wooden paths because their their boards are like slotted apart. So it was like yeah. unusually painful wear, to wear walk on a, on a path. But um, oh, and and we've got Aaron and Meg saying fifty five point six miles, or Meg said. 89.6 kilometers. So about 56 miles. So yeah, a little over 50 miles. So that's not bad. That's from Florida to Bimini from like, I think my, I think Miami, Miami. is the closest to, yeah. to it. Anyway. Um, so we didn't eat the food there or anything because we got there and we went and scoped it out. We were like one of the first people to get there. Yeah. And so we, of course, the first thing we do is we, we plop our stuff down. We go to check out the water. Well, there's pretty high waves when we were there. And I think the tide was out and the swim area is like, there's like buoys there. You can't, you're not supposed to go past the buoys. Well, those buoys are really close to the beach, especially if it was low tide. I don't know for sure that it was. I'm just assuming yeah. based on evidence that I saw, there was probably a low tide. Even if it would have been a high tide though, it would have been a pretty narrow swim corridor now this is similar to what you would see in a lot of florida beaches so it doesn't really surprise me the thing is in most florida beaches the visibility sucks so you don't really care that much but here i could see the crystal clear water past the swim buoys but i'm assuming you're not supposed to go there and there's lots of boats we didn't have a dive flag or anything so obviously we're, we're not going to do that so uh, so we said well this isn't going to work this sucks and we were kind of moping around well, mostly I was moping around and Kimbra was on the phone on the app. Which which works on, it, yeah. So there, the Virgin Voyages app does work at Bimini Beach Club with the Wi-Fi. So that's cool. So it's nice. Also the, like if you have the bar tab or whatever, it works at Bimini Beach Club. So right. there's, you know, it's like that private island kind of, kind of vibe without being a full private island. Yeah. 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 So here's the thing. Uh, She's looking at the excursions, like, what can we do? How can we get in the water? Something. And uh, and and she sees the shark snorkel and Sapona, which is a wreck, um, swim uh, or snorkel. And that, those that's actually what we wanted to do initially. And it was sold out because we waited too long. And then we were like, oh, well, I guess we'll just do a two-tank dive. We want to get underwater in Bimini for sure. Well, they opened up another session of it. So now it was available. So she's like, let's book it. It was cheaper. We had already gotten our money back from the dive. So this was saving us money. We had extra money left over from the money we spent for the bar tab that we weren't going to use because we don't drink that much. So it was like perfect. So we book it and it didn't leave until two o'clock. It was uh, 2.30. So we took the tram back. We went on the ship. We had lunch. We walked around. We took pictures that we used for our tour that we did in our review and then we went back out, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half before we needed to be there. About, yeah. Because we were out early to go to the beach. Yeah. Park. And then, and so we, we walked and found the place where we had to meet 
the uh, snorkeling adventure, which is good because the way that they listed it, it looked like we had to meet her right behind the ship. And yeah, there wasn't it wasn't, wasn't great we, description. No, it was not. It was that communication thing. Anyway, th I'm done ranting about Virgin. So, um, so we found that, and they were like, "Oh yeah, come back here." Blah blah blah. There's like a little dock area. There's some shops and stuff, but they're pretty much almost all closed. There was one like little grab and go kind of place that we couldn't go into because we actually forgot our masks, and they required masks to go in there. But it was just like a quick stop kind of a kind of yeah. Thing. And, um, but, but we were able to walk around on the dock and, and stuff. The water is crystal clear over there. So we did that. And then, um, we noticed too, when we were walking on the bridge to go over to the island, cause we didn't take the tram this time that there were sharks just like swimming in the water off the bridge, like right there. And I think they were nurse sharks from the shape. They looked like they were nurse, but you could just see a silhouette. So I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure. And we saw what five or six of them, uh, at least at one time. Just yeah, just hanging just out. circling around. It there were some cool. stingrays. Yeah, which were probably spotted eagle rays. Yeah, based again, we just saw on the shape on the shape. So that was awesome. So that was like, okay, Bimini really is the place of sharks. There's some right there, and you know I don't usually see spotted eagle rays, but on, on this cruise apparently that was a thing we saw. Yeah, so. So that was cool. So we we kind of like we walked up the street a little bit and just kind of like looked around and putzed around and stuff until it was time to get onto the uh, actual excursion boat. And we walked back over. We had to fill out a couple waivers, you know, saying who we donate their remains to if we were consumed by sharks and stuff like that. But uh, no, <laughs> not quite that. Not quite that uh, bad. But, you know, just your normal waivers you would have to fill out. So then... Um, I don't know, pretty much on time, I guess. Yeah, we, I think, so it kind of, as far as getting on the boat for the excursion, it kind of happened in two groups. So we were kind of the first group that walked over. And then I'd say we waited about 15 minutes or so on the boat. And then the second half came over. Right. We thought there were only going to be eight people on the boat because we're getting on the boat and there were eight people uh, other than the, the three or four that were on the boat. And we're like, well, this is cool. Uh, and then they were like, oh, yeah, we're waiting for some other people. They, My guess is that they actually went to the back of the ship. Yeah, probably. Where it sounded like you're supposed to go. And so it took them that long to walk, figure it out, and then walk down to where they were really supposed to be. Anyway, uh, everybody on the boat, and 15 people on a, on this boat was still not crowded. It was comfortable. It was comfortable. Like, if you would have had 30, that would have been crowded. 20 would have been okay yeah, but would have been pushing a it. little iffy but 15 was not a bad number so uh so um we get on the boat and they kind of introduce themselves and then we take off and we go to the the site which the first site we went to is the ss sapona yes uh, and and this was about what maybe a 25 minute boat drive ride yeah, I think that's what they said. It was 20, 25 minutes. And most of it was a low-ish wake area. So they weren't able to really gun it till we got to a certain Yeah, point. we went we went fast and then slowed down for a good portion and then went fast again. If we would have been able to go fast the whole time, it probably would have been like 15, 15 20 minutes yeah. maybe. But it was a beautiful ride anyway. So, you know, we didn't mind the boat ride at all. Flat waters. So the Sapona is basically, it's it's a World War One era ship that was actually built out of concrete. 
Now, this is interesting. So um, they built, I guess, something like 24 ships out of concrete during World War I uh, because steel was at a premium. They couldn't get steel because, you know, there was like a war and stuff. So they needed it for tanks and airplanes and whatnot. So they built ships out of concrete. Why not, right? I mean, physics, you can make it float. And it wasn't finished, though, until 1920. So it never actually saw any of World War One. And then they sold most of these private ships to, um, or most of these concrete ships to private individuals. This ship ended up uh, belonging to somebody who stored oil in it for a while. And then he sold it to another person who was kind of a shady character and I guess was going to or somewhat used it for bootlegging. But it had some trouble when he was towing it over and there, there was a hurricane. It ran, anyway, it ended up sinking, but it's in like shallow water. So it sticks out of the water quite a bit. And he was going to, he was thinking about turning it into a nightclub or something like that. There's uh, lots there's, of, lots of stories about lots this of ship. Stories. And then, and, and then like in 1922 or something, it got like the back end of it got taken out by a hurricane. So that got smashed and you can see where that happened. Um, and then, so then he just, he just kind of let it go. There's all kinds of stories, rumors you can find on the internet about Al Capone and stuff. But from what I could tell, most of that's not actually accurate, but it, yeah, it was, was going to be a nightclub with like prostitution. This is, this is during prohibition. So there's going to be prostitution and alcohol there. So it's going to, you know, it's just a boat ride over from Miami. So yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what the thought was never came to fruition. And then in world war two, it was used as a target practice for uh, the, the army or the Naval Corps or the air force. I don't know. Somebody, somebody in the U S military was using it as target practice. There's even the last plane that I think it was the last one or one of the last ones that, that bombed it actually disappeared in the Bermuda triangle. So there's, there's like more mystery surrounding the ship because of that. But anyway, it stands up like these big concrete pillars. And what's cool is that it's in such shallow water, you can get inside of the ship. If you haven't already watched our video uh, of this excursion, check it out. You can go right inside. And most shipwrecks, you can't do that because they're underwater. And so if you're diving, you might be able to. But even then, a lot of times you have to have special certifications. And sometimes they're just not safe because wood and metal do not do well in salt water. But concrete does just fine. <laughs> in fact, Concrete makes really good beds for coral and sponges to grow on. That's what they make those reef balls out of is concrete. So this became like a living reef and it's attracted a ton of wildlife. And so we got to the Sapona and I was so happy because I saw, I saw my nemesis hanging in the bow of the ship. Snorkel vests. Oh yeah. I hate snorkel vests. Look, I'm not against snorkel vests. I think if you are not uh, a comfortable swimmer, if you're not going to swim underwater, you should wear a snorkel vest. But I don't like being forced to wear a snorkel vest. They didn't make me wear one. I was so happy when they were like, yeah, only if you want to. Most places nowadays, they force you to wear a snorkel vest, which is so stupid because to inflate a snorkel vest, you have to push a valve and manually inflate it. So if it's a safety device, it's only going to work for people who are already going to want to use it anyway because they weren't comfortable. For me, who wants, tries everything to desperately get all the air out of it and even fill it with water for a little bit more ballast, um, 
I'm not going to, if I'm in an emergency, I'm not going to take the time. I'm just going to swim to where I need to go. But anyway, they did make me wear a snorkel vest. So that was good. Yeah. They told us about current. Current kind of goes around the ship weird. Uh, so they warned us about that. The current, when we were there, wasn't too bad. There was only one spot that I really felt a lot of current that I had to push through a little. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but that is something to be aware of, especially if you're on a boat snorkel. Um, listen to the people running your snorkeling excursion because they're going to give you information that could be very important. If you're not a strong swimmer and if you're using like their little bitty fins that they provided for free and didn't bring your own uh, and you get in the wrong spot, they may have to rescue you and they're probably going to be able to rescue you, but it's going to be embarrassing and you know, it's going to be inconvenient to everybody else. And it's probably going to be really scary for you. So uh, listen to your boat, boat people guide. Boat, boat guides, yes. Listen to them. Boat people. They they and and the people that were on this boat were awesome. They were great. So friendly. All of them. So you know you had hundred percent confidence that they knew what they were doing. They were watching people to make sure that everybody was careful. Uh, they were friendly. They were funny. They were fun. More on that in a little bit. <laughs> boat, yes, make boat people. Boat people. So it doesn't sound like a nice I, thing to call You know what? So I'd like to be a boat person. I mean, I'm saying, if, if I could have their job, I mean, I wouldn't. Oh, can you imagine? I wouldn't hate my life. Let me just say that. You hate your life? No, I'm, I'm just saying I wouldn't if I had that. I don't I don't now, but I mean, I definitely wouldn't hate it because of that. Never mind. Anyway, what did we see at the SS Sapona? We saw stingrays. Lots of stingrays. There were tons of sergeant majors. Yes. Um, we saw a rock beauty. Well, you saw a rock beauty. Which is uh, an angelfish that's bright yellow and, and black. I really. named that one because we don't see them very often. Yeah. And they're really exciting to see. Um, we saw porcupine fish. Big porcupine fish, which saw is also cool. We see those semi-frequently, but they're usually hiding under stuff. We saw several when they were out swimming around. So that was different. Yeah. Yeah, um, we saw we we saw triggerfish, big ocean triggerfish. I think I yeah. called them oceanics in the video, but they're ocean triggerfish. Um, oh, we saw sea turtles. I was waiting for. I'm like, is she gonna forget that we saw sea no. turtles? I was just naming everything else. So we're so we go we go in and out of the ship. Which here's another bit of advice: if you go on a snorkeling excursion, separate from the pack if you're a comfortable swimmer. Because if you're in the pack. Everybody sticks together. You get kicked. You get it's most people are like vertical. No, you want to be horizontal when you're snorkeling. There's a joke there. I'm not going to do it. Uh, but, you know, wait, like we were the first ones in the ship and then everybody got in. It got crowded. Either get in there first or wait till everybody's done and they're moved on and then go in. But we did the ship. You could swim through it. There's all kinds of places. If we would have been there longer, I think we were there about 25 minutes or so. If we'd have been there longer, I would have been like all all up in that shit. I wish I wish we would have been there longer, but of course, if we were there longer, we wouldn't have done the second half of the excursion. Right, right. So I it was okay. But then we swam around this the outside, which oh, let me show you. Um, and if you saw the video, you, you already saw this. Let me show you the the view. This was swimming around the front of the ship. It just sticks up out of the water that high. So cool. So it's cool. it's really cool to see it because of course, as we're coming up on it, we're like, is that that's it. That's where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. You can just see it. And this is, by the way, this is not the SS Sapona. I could not find a picture of the SS Sapona when it wasn't sunk. I found it before it got shelled as much and it still had more 
of the concrete hole. But um, if anybody can find a picture of the SS Sapona before it sunk, um, I'd, I'd, I'd be very interested in, in seeing that. Anyway, uh, we go around the other side, and it's dark, and the water's a little chilly. We did this uh, excursion so late, the sun was starting to set, so it was getting a little chilly. The sun's at a weird angle, and um, we get towards the back of the ship, and I saw a, a sea turtle, though it's it's sunk there. That one sunk? Okay. I think so. I'm going to stop again. Yes. Focus on what you Okay. <laughs> and I see a sea turtle. So whenever I see something cool nowadays, first thing I do is I look for this one because I, you know, I don't want her to miss it. And uh, and so I'm, I'm looking around, but I'm also wanting to keep my camera on it and I don't want to lose track of it. So I'm like, where is, she? where is she? Where is she? And then I'm like, camera, sea turtle. So I say this to her and she, I got her attention. I knew she heard me. But then she starts swimming the opposite direction, like away from the shipwreck. And I'm like, what is she doing? Why is she, <laughs> what? No, I'm like, Kendra, sea turtle, over here, get away. Now I'm like concerned because she's like getting further away. I'm like, the current's over there somewhere. She's going the opposite direction. I got a sea turtle right here. It's not going to be here forever. It's like moving on. And uh, and so finally I'm like yelling at her. And so she comes over and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, why are you yelling at me? There's a sea turtle. I'm like, yeah, did you see the sea turtle? So this is what happened. I yell sea turtle. Okay. I'm over here. She's back here. She hears me say sea turtle, looks to her left, not the direction I'm I, in. I did look that way. I looked both ways. <laughs> to her left, another sea turtle by chance. So she's like, oh, there's the sea turtle. And so she starts following that one out to sea. I think they were trying to kill you. I think that's what it was like to lure you or they wanted to, to steal you or something. That's fine. I will live with the sea turtles. <laughs> so we both saw simultaneous sea turtles. Yeah. I don't know. There must have been two more around there somewhere because I hear turtles usually come in groups of four. Oh, really? Well, like Michelangelo, Leonardo. Oh, Matt. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so she comes over and I'm like, no, there's this, there was a sea turtle there. So then we're like, okay. Ha, ha, ha. And we keep exploring the back of the ship. If you go to the Sapona is really cool. Like we didn't spend that much time there because we had spent so much time in the ship going around the ship, but the back where it's collapsed, there's a lot of stuff right there. And that would have been a really cool place to explore longer as well. Um, uh, and then we, so we, but we moved back around the other side of the ship. So basically we, had, we were on the starboard side. We went back to the port side and then we saw another sea turtle or it was the same one that I saw that had moved to that point. Doesn't matter. I saw turtles twice, whether it was the same one or different ones. I saw it at two separate times. Yeah. So that one we got to both see together and that was fun. And then, and then about, then it was time to get back on the, onto the boat. Yes. So that was cool. So we were excited. We were like, okay, we've already, we've already gotten our fun day in Bimini. And now we're about to go to do the shark thing. Yeah. Well, of course. And like you had mentioned, kind of chilly, like we get on the boat and they start giving everyone towels, which is really nice because if you don't think about it, you don't grab a towel. So it was really nice that they had towels there on board to right. give you. Um, That's not normal. No. They don't usually have towels. They also... And they like multiple of the boat people were like, you need a towel? Do you need, like I was asked probably three times if I wanted a towel. 
yeah. then I said no every time until um until Matt had like dripping or something and I was like let me get you a towel and then I went back and got a towel after I, I told dripping? them no you what does that even mean you I were dripping dri what dripping so is that somebody said but it's not but that's it's already sunk it's still there. sunk yeah, yeah. Some, somebody sent us a picture now I want to see it like it'd have to be black and white because it was like 1923 is when it was sunk yeah. so it, it had a short life uh, as far as that goes but a long life as it is now so yeah, we get back up on the boat and the, and we go to this place called Triangle Rocks, which is, as it sounds, it's three rocks, three big rocks that stick up out of the water. It looks like a triangle. 15, 20 feet of water in, in a triangle. You could say it yeah. was a triangle. And this is where we're doing the shark thing. It was it was maybe 10 minutes from the Sapona. It was close. Yeah, like we you were suddenly the there. Uh -huh. from there. And then they go over some safety rules. They tell you about... They also gave us a good history of the Sapona, which was cool. Yes, that was really cool. Uh, and then they and then they tell us, you know, about the sharks, and we're going to see Caribbean reef sharks, and we might see another species of shark, which we later found out is normally in the United States called black nose sharks. They called it something else, but that's just common name. So um, they told us, you know, they kind of tried to ease everybody's fear if they had any fear of getting in the water because you literally can see the sharks swimming around. Like there's three or four sharks already just when we pull up. Yeah. So we go through all that. We get in the water, which I should say, we were like the first ones in the water as, as much as we could be the last ones out of the water yeah. at both of these sites, of course. But uh, so then you get in the water and instantly you look and there's there's sharks. There's a reef shark. There, there's a reef shark there, there's a reef shark like they're and they're kind of keeping their distance you know they're off away from you quite a bit uh but they told us that they would do this they said as the snorkel goes on they'll come a little closer and then if you stay in the water longer other people start to get out of the water and they will get more and more um, not aggressive just more bold because they know one there's less scary flappy things but two, they know they're going to get fed when all the snorkelers are out of the water. And so they're smart. These are smart fish. So there's a big group of people in the water. And I'm like looking at this big group of people. And, I'm, and I suddenly realized Kimbra is not amongst them. I'm like, <laughs> where did she go now? I went with the turtle people. I'm used to having to babysit the people I snorkel with. And now I'm like... Now I know what they deal with. So, but, but I like that. I actually really appreciate that. So I look over and she's, so they're all on the port side of the, of the snorkel boat. She's over by herself. Okay. It's like sun setting, you know, all those rules you're told to, to follow to, to, with sharks, you know, don't swim by yourself. <laughs> don't swim at sunset. Uh, don't feed the sharks. We're breaking all these rules, right? So she's over on the other side. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go over there because all the sharks are coming over to Kimbra because she's just floating quietly and nicely while the other people are all doing the, the vertical head out of the water uh, thing. Not all of them. Some of them were, were you know, horizontal stuff, but they were all grouped together. So there's noise and commotion and sharks are very sensitive to that. They're sensitive. I understand. Yeah. So the sharks come like really close and they're like, I mean, I don't, they tell you obviously do not touch the sharks, which you should not do because you'll get, not that they're going to turn around and bite you because you're going to scare these poor animals. And that's not why you should be there. So, but they come close enough that you could, you don't know, like 
it's so tempting to reach out and see if you can touch it. But you know, I was I behaved myself and uh and they get but they get real close. But I don't know that they ever got close enough that you really I don't think so because every time I thought they were like gonna just come right at me, they like dipped down. So yeah. they knew oh yeah, yeah, they knew that they weren't coming close enough to me, but they still wanted to come. You got near like me. that, you got like that shark coming straight at you. And then it would get to a certain point and then it would either turn away or it would swim down. And it was so cool. It was so one of those cool. things where it's like, keep coming at me. And I was like, Oh, you're, you're coming at me. <laughs> oh, keep coming out. Oh no. And then it was like moved. Yeah. They were all calm swimming. I mean, they were, I would say average between five and six feet. Yeah. They can get a little bigger than that, but that's probably about where they were. And then as, as this snorkel adventure went on, I think we were in the water about 30 minutes. We had an hour of footage. We ran the video the whole time. Um, other people got out of the water. And as they got out of the water and it got a little bit closer to the end, sure enough, you know, now instead of like, there's a shark and there's a shark, it's like, shark, 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 shark. Oh, shark. And it was just really cool. So, um, yeah. And, and not just sharks. There were like little shark suckers swim on them and yeah and bar jacks and they were and, a uh, ton of black durgeons yes which is really cool one black durgeons are cool fish my favorite fish to see and they're yeah they were they were just there the bottom was pretty much sandy is is like 15 20 feet um i was still having some problems with my ears but i was trying to swim down here and there and i wish i would love to do it again with like healed ears and maybe a little weight on me because i would have loved to have just went down and sat on the bottom and got some more footage from the bottom i tried to get a little bit i didn't do a very good job with it but it was cool apparently there was a sea turtle as well yeah but we missed that yeah people on the boat were like, like there's a turtle over here about sea turtles there's like sharks here like shark shark it goes shark sea turtle moray eel uh well and then you got squid and octopus are in there I don't know. Octopus is above sea I turtle don't know. for me. Tur turtle is pretty big for me. <laughs> but it was it was really cool. It, it was, was it was cool. awesome. And uh, and then you know eventually they do make you get out of the water, and then they feed the sharks while you're on the boat, and they give you rum punch. And they don't just like have it available no, but, no no they like walk around and they say drink the rum punch i think it was like we have this much rum punch and when we get back we're not going to have any rum punch and you're going to make this happen so they had us <laughs> dancing like we were pole dancing and stuff <laughs> while we were going back it was it was a lot of fun it was a fun crew it was a fun excursion the sunset so we basically had a free sunset cruise going back yeah it was just wonderful. It was wonderful great experience. And what was the cost of that? It was like 140, 150 bucks maybe per person. Um, I think it was two sixty total. Okay, so that's a hundred and hundred and thirty. I mean, that's that's a little more expensive than an average two snorkel site snorkel, but um, for what it was easily worth the money well and because it was with virgin voyages all gratuities were included right that included your gratuities i still gave them 20 bucks we did because um, it was worth it they were yeah. phenomenal <laughs> cruise talk says i'd pay to see matt pole dancing <laughs> yeah you don't want it's not something you i didn't film see. it i'm really sorry I, I'm, I'm really not sorry she didn't film that but uh you know 
he he only did it because because I kind of attempted to like jump around the pole, and then the rest of the guy. Well, it was like a there were like three or four girls, and then like the the boat guy that was there. It was me and the boat guy were the only guys that were involved in that. Right, that's what I was saying. It was me and like some of the girls, and then you and the boat guy, and I I kind of like jumped around on the pole, and then they were all like, "You do it, you do it," and then they made Matt do it. So it was it was fun. I really enjoyed myself and. yeah, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Now, I know people who have done this excursion with other cruise lines, and the Sapona wasn't part of it. And also, I, we talked to some people there, and I have a friend that did this, and there was, like, really strong currents, and they had to, like, hold on to a rope. And then if they were comfortable, they could swim forward and then drift back. But um, so the conditions might not always be the same. I feel like our lighting wasn't excellent because it was sunset, which was kind of cool but not great for our camera work, but it was still clear. Like you could see fine. Um, but I would really be curious to do it like midday to see if the visibility was better, but just so, just some, some things to, to take note of, but highly, highly, highly recommend. It was a great excursion. That. Yeah. And then we, um, and then we headed back mm-hmm. and we got back to the, we got back pretty late. We didn't have a lot of time. We had to pretty much go back to the ship one of the people on that excursion with us was was a girl who is she's one of the people that drives the boat yeah the ship sorry the ship she has blue hair which we were like that's so cool that there's a there's a positive version that you let people have blue hair and upper what do you call it officer yeah level and she was really nice and just well she wasn't the only one with colored hair no, but I mean, that's a high level oh, officer that yeah. colored hair. Like that was cool. So we knew we were going to be able to get back to the ship in time. <laughs> Plus right. it was a virgin. Well, she even said, somebody, somebody had asked her, um, like if we weren't on there, like if we weren't back in time or something like that. And she said, well, they'd leave me way before yeah. they left <laughs> any of you. Yeah, so, but, but anyway, it was, it was a really good experience. And on going back, they had lights shining in the water and there were, um, Big tarpon swimming around. Yeah. So that was cool to see as well. And then we got back on onto the ship. Yep. And that was it. So so it was great. Um, now, our cruise creature, we wanted to kind of highlight. We've already done the Caribbean Reef Shark. We have. We have. So yep. we thought we'd just talk a little bit about the other shark that we saw. So let's, let's go ahead and roll the uh, cruise creature music. So we're going to go with the black nose shark. Now the black nose shark, like I said, it, it goes by other names. They call it like a sharp nose, silky shark, which there are sharp nose sharks. There are silky sharks. <laughs> I couldn't find anything called a sharp nose, silky shark. I may have misheard them or something. I don't know, but I looked it up and it's a black nose shark. And I'm going to show you a picture of why they're called black nose sharks. This is why, because they, they have a black nose, but it's not that simple because the ones we saw, they didn't have a black nose. So I'm like, well, <laughs> it's not a black nose shark. Oh, yes, it is. This is a juvenile. When they're adults, they typically lose that black nose. They only get a maximum size of four feet. So they still look pretty small. This is definitely the shark that we saw. And they are known to hang out in the same location with Caribbean reef sharks. And the website of the dive shop mentions them. Although they there was a typo, so they called them 
something really weird. On there. <laughs> they were black, black d NARS sharks, or I don't know, some weird thing, but I'm sure that's what they were, they were implying. So these are, these are cool sharks. They, so this just kind of goes to show though, that, you know, there's a lot of different species of sharks and different sharks are different. These guys are smaller, but also their behavior was totally different than the Caribbean reef sharks. Because the Caribbean reef sharks were like up at the surface, <laughs> um, swimming around in the water column. You know, they were like the ones that were in your face. They were they were a little standoffish from us, but they were much bolder. Where these little sharks, they kind of hung at the bottom. And then towards the end, when most of the people were out of the water, they started swimming up. To the when they when they fed the sharks, I saw some come up yeah. there too. Yeah. yeah. So these guys are pretty opportunistic in that way, and they you said that they've been known to eat the food like as other sharks are eating it, come up and like yeah, they'll steal steal food. Mm -hmm. We also noticed that their teeth are different on the bottom and the top, so they have kind of more of a serrated teeth on the top, and then more of that pointy kind of sand tiger teeth on the bottom. And we couldn't find any reasoning for this, like that was pointed out in our minutes of research that we did on that. But, uh, but I can tell you that those teeth, those serrated teeth are used obviously to cut big pieces. And then the pointy ones are for catching like fish. Typically sharks have the same dentition on the bottom and the top, but having this specialized set of teeth probably gives them the ability to eat a more varied amount of prey, which means that they can be more opportunistic, which would be a huge advantage for them uh as far as survival and stuff so that's pretty cool so as far as some of the things that they eat it lists porcupine fish do you think those teeth would have something to do with that um i don't think specifically no. the challenge with eating porcupine fish is that they tend to be toxic spiny so, box fish same with the spiny box yeah. fish. so so a lot of sharks and stuff can't eat those because of that so they may have uh the ability to eat and handle some of those toxins I'm not sure. That's yeah. that's interesting. Also octopus. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that <laughs> animals tend to like squid and octopus as something to eat. I turn I have the comments. <laughs> minutes of research. Yes. Yes, minutes of but you know. We knew the cruise creature we were gonna cover tonight, but then it was one of those deals where we were like, Oh crap, we didn't research the cruise creature. So I mean, obviously I can just talk about sharks, but specifically i gotta do a little bit of homework so we did a little bit of homework yeah and they're they're cool sharks they they do kind of hang in the shallow water when they're little so a lot of times people catch them as little babies with a black nose and then they'll head more out to deeper water when they're older usually in deeper water than the water we were in but i suspect that they might hang out in that area because of the feedings that go on i don't know there's something there that attracts the sharks as well but um, but I asked the guys on the boat, I said, hey, do you ever see other species of sharks while you're doing these snorkel excursions? He was like, oh, yeah, we see uh, sometimes we get bulls, sometimes we get hammerheads, occasionally we get tiger sharks, lemon sharks. So I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Because I know they do, they have hammerhead shark. Because I had a hammerhead on my um, shirt and the guy was like, oh, have you done the hammerhead dive? And I was like, no, we just missed it. And they're like, no, it started this week. And we're like, well, not according to our choices that we had, it did it start. So, but they do like, they do all these specialized shark dives and snorkels. 
and they even have and dolphins like not and not just atlantic bottlenose dolphins but the wild spotted, spotted dolphins oh, that'd be really which cool. is yeah i've never even seen a spotted dolphin so that would be awesome and to swim with them in the wild would be really cool like you're not going to get to like touch them and stuff but I, I i'm okay with that like i just want to see them yeah so pretty awesome we are actually going to look really hard at doing a like a, a dive and stay in bimini because you can just take a ferry over to bimini and yeah so they um there's a there's a dive shop there called neil watson's yep. bimini dive center and we think that's what this excursion went through, but not a hundred percent. There's not a lot of dive shops on yeah. there. Yeah, um, but this this specific dive shop does like a four night package deal with the hotel, the ferry that takes you to and from, um, and then lots of snorkels and dives, yeah. including the Hammerhead one. Yeah. So we're we're not looking quite into as cheap as a cruise. No, but, but for, for what, what you, you get, get, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing stuff right there. So, yeah. So that's something we're going to look at doing. And because uh, I really, really, really want to dive with hammerheads. I would love to see a bull shark or, or a tiger shark. Like that would be really cool as well. So, yeah, super psyched about that. So we shall see. Yeah. And lemon sharks. Well, we've, we have seen a lemon shark now. We uh, have. Maybe two. We're not sure. But, you know, I'm tallying up my sharks. What are, we're at. Four species, yeah. You're at four. I'm at four. I'm at six. Bonnet heads, whale sharks, sand, uh, no, not sand tigers, uh, nurse sharks, um, Caribbean reef sharks, black nose shark, lemon, lemon shark. I'm at six. I'm at four. So, yeah, we gotta, we gotta chip away at there's like 500 species, you know, we got a long way to go. Let's just spend our lives in the water. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, Sean is asking, do lemon sharks eat lemons? No. I mean, not that I'm aware of. Sharks. If you give a shark a lemon. So, yeah. But the, no, they, they actually have a yellowish tint to their scales. Not for camping. What? Tint. A tint. Tint. Anyway. <laughs> That's why they're called lemon sharks. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else that you think we need to cover? Go over, talk about, explain stuff? Um, I would say this because I see a comment from Stacy and he says you could never get Gina in the water with sharks. It sounds fun to him. And let me just tell you, let me just say this as like a public service announcement. <laughs> it probably won't help. Uh, Stacy, but maybe it will. Uh, there were people on the boat. They saw the sharks and they were like, uh, uh, nope, I'm not going to go. I'm not getting in the water. There are sharks. My brain has been wired to, to not get in water with sharks. To my knowledge, everybody got in. Yep. Um, I didn't see the process. If the people on the boat were like encouraging them and helping them because I was too busy having my shark fun. But, um, uh, after we were done with the swim, there was not a single person on that boat that didn't have a big smile on their face that didn't enjoy it. Some of them did get out a little early because they were like, they're coming in closer and they got a little nervous with that. But uh, nobody like freaked out. Now, I say that with the caveat that they all signed up for this in the first place. <laughs> but 
But I'm just I'm just saying it's it's one of those things where I think, and it's hard for me to say this because of who I am, but I think for most people, once you get in the water with with these sharks, that fear is going to go away pretty fast because they're really not that scary when you're in the water with them. But I don't know. That could be a lot of bias that blinds me from normal people thinking. Yeah, I mean, I what's know. what's great about these sharks is yes, they are big sharks. Like they're, yeah, I, mean, I mean, they're not they're, huge sharks, they're, but they're, they're medium sized. Yeah, sharks, I would but say. But like, if you think about the sand tiger shark that swims around with its mouth open with those gnarly teeth, I'm not concerned about those sharks. But they look, they look menacing. They look like mean sharks. Right. These Absolutely. sharks keep their mouth closed. They swim around. They look like nice sharks. <laughs> it's the kind of shark you'd want to take home to meet your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this one up. And I'll just say it again. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate. If you don't celebrate anything, just have a good week. And, uh, and we will see you next time. But... On that note, it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Okay, and we're back. I like I like uh, Sean from the Down Under Cruiser asks. So, would you advise someone watch the movie Jaws before going swimming with the sharks? And and I'm just gonna say, my mom commented and said, "Bring it over, kids," in a little <laughs> shark emoji. Now, the reason I wanted to get both those comments in is because Jaws came out in 1975, and um, I was four. When that movie came out, I saw that movie at the theater. Just saying. You just shared your age with everyone. Everybody I know. Knows how old I am. And then 19, let's see, I was in first grade. So I was probably about what, seven, six, seven years old, first grade. Uh, and we went to Florida. So Jaws had sort of recently been out, and my mom had seen Jaws. And so we go to Florida, and of course, I'm all like, shark shark sharks and she was she read all these shark books and stuff and she was quite <coughs> quite nervous about that so no i do not reckon i do not recommend uh watching the movie jaws before some movie sharks unless you are like kimber or myself and you are able to just laugh that off as hollywood being stupid uh if not then no i would no that would be like um like watching a, a movie about car accidents before going on a road trip. It's just, it's a bad idea. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and much more terrifying, but um, yes. Now, Todd, thank you again for the 3d printing stuff. The reason that we were so excited about that. Well, I mean, we would have been excited about it anyway. Kimber has been trying to talk me into a 3d printer for like months, maybe years. I, it might be years. It was at least months. 
almost since Alex got hers. I don't know if that's that hasn't been a year. It's almost a year, maybe. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, it's probably clo close to a year, I'd say. My thing was always, look, there the technology is growing really fast. It's not there yet. Um, the money and time is not worth the product you get. But after like seeing stuff Todd was making and some of our friends that had 3D printers were making um, and then doing a little research, I realized that that technology had gotten to a place that I was comfortable with. And so she was able to persuade me. So for Christmas for each other, we bought a 3D printer. It's a little different than, so the one like Todd has, has the spool on it and it prints. Ours is what's called a resin one, which is a, a little different, but it, they both do kind of, kind of the same thing. I mean, so they print things 3D. Some are, some are designed like the one Todd has designed to make bigger things, I think more. And the one we got is designed to make more smaller things, but we're going to do a lot of like miniatures for D and D and stuff like that. So because so, we need more of those. Right. Exactly. But man, I mean, we've been doing a lot of research on that. And so when we knew that Todd stuff was coming, we were super excited to see it. Well, in person. Well, our thing was we were going back and forth about whether to get the filament or the resin printer. And, you know, doing research is one thing, but seeing the physical product is something else. And that's right. what we wanted to see. Right. But honestly, I think we would have been okay either way. Absolutely. Um, but it was cool. To, it was cool to see that. And actually, yeah. I think I think what's going to happen is, uh, I'm going to regret saying this. We're probably going to get the, the We're filament. We're probably going to end up getting a, <laughs> a, a spool one too down the road <laughs> because we do want to make some bigger things as well. And uh, it's much better for, and by bigger, I mean like, you know, like this to this and stuff. I, I think from my limited knowledge on 3D <laughs> printers, but it's just so cool. Like the, the stuff you can make, some of it's just funny or fun little toy things like, like Todd sent us, which are really cool. The towel animals are really cool though. Those are really, really cool. Um, but there are like practical things you can make too with 3D printers. Yeah. Like little boxes, dice yeah. towers. I'm going to make a really cool looking <laughs> That's dice what I tower. Mean by practical is a dice tower. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I meant by practical. I, I do want to make like they make those little cord things that you can like stick to something. I want I want one of those to put over by the chair. So every yeah. time you say, hey, can you grab the cord? I don't have to climb behind the chair to find <laughs> it. So we could print one of those. Yeah. yeah. Stacy, he says Jaws 3D. He remembers that when it came out in theaters when he was a kid. I I know that's like the the. Um, sort of the not favorite Jaws movie for a lot of people, but that in many ways is my favorite Jaws movie just because there's so much scuba diving in it. And just that for me, like that was like, like the coolest setup to like work that they had there, you know, like the sea world that they had with the underwater tunnel. I was like so excited about that movie and yeah, I really enjoyed it. He also says that we're going to need to make some shelves for the, all the 3d items we're going to print. Ooh, I could do more pops. I can make my own pops. You could make your own pops and paint them. You don't have to paint them, though. Yeah. Probably. Well, you don't have to paint them. I guess you could just leave them the color with the resin. Or I could, but, like, dry brush them or get that. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Rub and buff? That stuff oh, was yeah. really that cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We could make. Here's what I'm thinking. With that rub and buff, rub and buff, you can do, like, metallic so it looks like metal. We could make our own 
ship on a stick. Oh, yeah. I never got one for Liberty. I won quite a few things on the Carnival Liberty. We could print and they ships didn't on a have stick. ships on a stick at that yeah. time. So I got some stupid little necklace metal thing. I, I think I think we should come up with our own like fantastic cruising ship on a stick type thing that we can print. And then whenever we do things like costume contests or whatever, we can like send those out as the trophy. What a great reason to get an FDM printer. Right. Right? Because yeah. that would be a bigger item. It would be, yeah. That would make more sense with an FDM printer. That's the spool one. So, anyway. <laughs> could you make a ship and sell it to Carnival? <laughs> we could make one I about mean, this big. Carnival's got their own ship on a stick, but, uh, you know, maybe Royal Caribbean needs one. I don't know, because, you know, they don't have a ship on a stick. You get a keychain or a deck of cards on Norwegian and Royal Caribbean. Uh, you, I mean, on, on Brilliance, we got a pen and a highlighter. Yeah, or a, yes, or a pen and a Yes. Not worth it. Not worth it. I mean, Stacy said he was just typing out about a fantastic cruising trophy. <laughs> so there you go. Pretty cool. 